This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizard. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 364 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Hi. And the experts, Mr. Mark He. Mark Hell is breaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. You. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some stuff to discuss, including trailers dropping from San Diego Comic Con at home, and then we're going to review the full season of Loki from Disney Plus. So strap in, boys! It's going to be a bumpy ride. But before we get into all that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Marcellus Reagans, how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. We had another uh, sale this week on our T Public store. Um, so we had a few different sales. I was able to squeeze out a new design just in time for the sale to start. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I had a pretty good designing week. You know, if you guys want to support the show and get some weird So Wizard merchandise, definitely check out our T Public store because I'm going to be throwing up some weird designs uh, when I get a chance. And uh, yeah, hopefully there'll be some. Uh, some really, really weird and wacky ones coming up. I've been inspired by Loki. Awesome. Well, that's great to hear. Aubrey, how are you this week? I'm all right. What's been going on in the world of Aubrey? Um, nothing really too much. Like My brother is switching jobs to um, a much different lawyer job. And so he had the week off. So Monday, Tuesday, I had the days off. So we went to... The zoo, and then Tuesday we went to they have they just opened the Smithsonian opened a new Air and Space Museum. I don't know when, but this one has a spaceship inside, and it has the SR seventy one Blackbird and the Enola Gay, which had dropped the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So we went there and we saw all that, and that was really cool. And then I worked. Is that the is that nice. the museum is that the museum that has the the Poe Dameron X wing fighter in it? I didn't see it. Maybe uh, that's the one in DC. This one's right near the airport. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. And how are you doing, Joey? I'm a mess this week, and you can kind of hear it in my voice. But I have a cold, and I don't think I've been sick. I knock on wood right now, but um. Since COVID pandemic started, I haven't really been sick. I don't know if that's because of everybody wearing masks or, <clears throat> excuse me, or everybody, um, you know, washing their hands more or whatnot. But I mean, I've been an essential worker the entire time. So I've been out of the house and I go to the movies and stuff. I don't give a fuck. I go to the gym. But I don't know, man. Just a couple days ago, I got a cold and I caught it from somebody at my other job. 
um, they had a cold really bad and they were whining and complaining like I do about being sick. And I was like, oh man, that sucks. And I don't know if I touched a doorknob that they touched or a box or some shit. But like Wednesday night, I laid down in my bed waiting for Jen to finish cooking dinner. And then when I sat up, it's like I sat up fast and I could just feel it. Boom. It like hit me like a fucking hammer, like sinuses all stuffed, like felt like garbage. Um, and I've just felt that way for like four days now. I'm, I'm slowly getting better, but I'm like all doped up on Dayquil and NyQuil. Um, just trying to power through this right now. It really sucks. My goal at this point is to get rid of it at least by next weekend. So I can go to Terrificon and not feel like garbage, <laughs> but we'll see. That's honestly all I've been doing is just suffering. And if you know me, you know that if you see me taking over-the-counter uh, medication, there's a definite problem. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how you know there's a problem when I'm walking around with Dayquil in my pocket. I looked up where the X-Wing is, and it is at the museum I went to. <gasps> you could have seen Poe Dameron's X-Wing, and you didn't. I'm so disappointed. It, it's in the restoration <laughs> hangar, though, at at the one I went to, so it's not on display yet. Okay. All right. Well, now now you know. I was really upset until I just read that. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, I'm hoping I, – I knowing you, I'm sure you're going to take over Terrificon regardless. <laughs> no, no matter how, uh, how you feel. So uh, I hope you feel better. Well, we're just hoping to not get thrown out because, um, as you know – Due to machinations, uh, we didn't get press passes to it because <laughs> we didn't bother to apply because we didn't know <laughs> if there was going to be a terrific. <laughs> and then they were like, "Correct, guess what, guys? There's a terrific con this year." And everybody, n- not just us, like other people, like Pine of Comics and Dorkening, and all of us were like, "Sweet!" We all went to their website to go apply for press, and it was like, uh, "Press applications closed in March." We were like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So we all kind of got fucked out of it. So we're going as plebs, me and Adam and Adam's wife, Jackie. And we're going to try. We have a a list of what we want to do. We want to hopefully get like three interviews, a cosplay video and some other stuff. And we're going to try to just bang them out before we get thrown out for filming. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There you go. (laughs) So this could be a very interesting convention. (laughs) Very exciting time for us. We'll see if we get thrown out of Terrific Con. I'll let you guys know next week. Fantastic. But enough about us. Let's talk about us. Marcellus, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right. So everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, you will find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. We have a tea public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the Soul Wizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions, and interviews. Uh, we have a Patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show. 
Shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! <laughs> I love it. I love it. Mm. Uh, all right, Mark Ellis, I hear we have some news to discuss, so let's drop the drop and let's talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, Joy, as you mentioned earlier, uh, this weekend was, this, this past weekend was San Diego Comic-Con. But uh, the uh, convention didn't happen. They did Comic-Con at home. They have been releasing some trailers of, of uh, some upcoming projects. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about some of these trailers. Uh, the first one was for a, I thought it was a movie, but it's actually a TV show, Day of the Dead. It's going to be premiering on the Sci-Fi Network. Uh, I don't know how many episodes are in a series, but this is definitely another zombie apocalypse TV show. But... Definitely with a more tongue-in-cheek aspect to it, uh, and definitely some uh, dark comedy to it. So, uh, yeah, what did you guys think of the trailer for Day of the Dead? Let's go to our resident zombie expert, Aubrey. Um, I thought that the trailer was stupid. I'm not excited for another <laughs> zombie movie. It's a TV show. It's I've, not a movie. Well, it's a stupid TV show, then. <laughs> it was, nobody cares about zombies anymore. It's overdone. It was funny, but it was just nobody cares about zombies. That was my next question. If you if you found it funny at all. Yeah, I mean it it was funny the quips that they did have in it, but I almost feel like they gave it away. Mm-hmm. Like are there gonna be any other funny moments in it now? Or is it gonna be disappointing because they put their funniest stuff in the trailer and now the stuff that we're gonna see in the actual show isn't going to be as funny. Well, I can pretty much almost guarantee that there's going to be more funny stuff in the show considering how how much of the different aspects of the show they sprinkled throughout the trailer there you know there's definitely going to be some f-bombs so you know there's going to be more than that in the show which means that that could open it up to a little bit more comedy but yeah i think it's going to be funny or i I don't think we're going to make you watch it but you never know it's going to be stupid (laughs) all right joy what about you man how did you feel about this uh, tribute to George Romero day of the dead TV show. Oh, I appreciated that right up front because um, with all these movies, night of the living dead, I think dawn of the dead and day of the dead. I think all three of those are classic horror movies from back in the day. I know you guys didn't really like the original dawn of the dead, even though it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, But those are kind of like a Holy Trinity of zombie movies. And, Unfortunately, rights issues and things have made it so there's like, for example, 500 different versions of Night of the Living Dead on DVD, which look horrendous. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them are like somebody ripped a VHS copy taped off like Channel 38 (laughs) to fucking DVD and they're selling in the dollar bin. I know there was a terrible uh, version where they added new scenes in it with Sid Haig as a mad scientist. Did you ever see those, Mark? No. God, no. I, I might have oh, seen a video God. box for it, though. Oh, it's bad. It's really bad. And I know there was a Day of the Dead remake that had Ving Rhames in it right. that came out after the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yep. But it's not related to the <laughs> Dawn of the Dead remake, even though it has Ving Rhames in it. 
It's like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Red Sonia, but he's not Conan. Right. And that is horrendous. <laughs> um, so, you know, whenever I see anything using those brandings from those Romero movies right off the bat, I'm just like, oh, here we go again. Um, but it seems like they're going out of their way to say, you know, this is these are from people that are fans of the original that you know are excited or interested in it. And um, the director of, I don't know if all the episodes or um, the majority of the episodes is uh, Stephen Kostansky, who was the co-director of The Void and the director and creative force behind what is looking to be my number one movie of the year, Psycho Goreman, uh, directing a lot of this and having a hand in it creatively. So, I mean, I'm all in at that point. Like, that's all you had to say to me was, was he's involved and I'm there. So I'm seeing a lot of cool practical effects. I'm seeing a sense of humor slash, you know, uh, snarkiness to it that I really like and appreciate. And I'm I'm interested in watching it. I I don't want to watch any more zombie stuff that starts with the beginning of an outbreak and is just a straight show Mm -hmm. or movie anymore. I'm done. Kind of done with that. I, I think maybe everyone everyone is really at this point. Like, I don't think anybody needs to watch a 90 minute movie where half of it is people figuring out why people are biting each other. I think we're way past that at this point. It almost feels like, uh, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming. We don't need to see Uncle Ben die again. (laughs) We don't need to see the beginning of the zombie outbreak anymore, or at least in a serious way. If it's like goofy and like fun, like this appears to be, I'm more than willing to sit down and check it out. But uh, I think at this point, I'm kind of just like hands off with very generic, um, typical zombie stuff like i haven't watched walking dead in probably five years i don't know if you guys still watch it. i'm assuming you both have fallen off at this point no i stopped watching it like season two (laughs) Uh, you were old school i definitely haven't caught up i haven't been watching it either but uh, i do know what's his name is coming back so i might i might dip my toe back into it to check it out uh rick grimes is coming back yeah, I may just pop in for the last episode just to kind of like see the end. But yeah, I haven't watched that in a long time. I don't know. I just I'm I'm kind of just b- bored of zombie stuff. But this looks to have like a cool spin on it. And I do like the people behind the scenes. So I am giving this a thumbs up. I'm all in on it. Yeah, because it has the director of Psycho Goreman that definitely elevates it. So um, I will anxiously await Joey's opinions on the first few episodes <laughs> before I watch it. <laughs> it's on sci-fi channel. So I expect it to get canceled after one season, no matter what. So. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. right? If there. it was Netflix, it would be two seasons, <laughs> but it's sci-fi. So I expect it after one. And then it's going to be a cult classic. Fingers crossed. All right. So speaking of, uh, zombies, uh, the other trailer that I wanted to talk about is a prequel to the Zack Snyder movie, Army of the Dead. We're actually getting a prequel about Safecracker uh, from that movie in a Netflix original movie called Army of Thieves. Uh, So this one, we get to see the adventures of him before, or I think we're probably right as the the beginning of the outbreak started to happen in America. And we get to see one of his jobs before we meet up with him in Army of the Dead. But yeah, it was a quick trailer. It's going to be on Netflix. Uh, it stars. Um, it also stars um, uh, the girl from Fast, the Fast and the Furious movies that played Ramsey, who was just. Uh, she was also in Game of Thrones, uh, who was just absolutely gorgeous. So uh, right there, it's got my attention. I didn't care until I saw her pop up in the trailer. <laughs> so uh, yeah, what do you guys think of Army of Thieves? Let's go back to Joey. 
So um, I wasn't interested when it was announced. It doesn't seem like something I would be interested in. Like if you just are talking about it and I say, hey, Aubrey, do you want to watch a prequel to Army of the Dead with the safecracker guy? I mean, you know, your initial reaction is no, I don't. Um, maybe I mean, most people, I would assume. Uh, this trailer looks cool, though. It looks stylized. It has that kind of weird, like, Guy Ritchie, um, London heist film type thing going on. Mm-hmm. And the um, girl from Game of Thrones slash Fast and Furious is amazingly hot. So that's like a huge plus. I agree, Mark Ellis. But I, I don't know. Like, I want to watch it after seeing the trailer. It looked interesting and fun. And the fact that it's on Netflix, again, like some things, I, I think that helps a lot because I can literally plop down in my chair. You know, I can go to work. I can come home. I can go to the gym. I can go work at my other job. And I can get home around 1030 at night, plop down in a chair and watch this movie. And if I want to stop, I can get up and come back tomorrow night and finish it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's a huge plus over going to see in the theater. I wouldn't go see this in the movie theater. Don't get it twisted. But based on the trailer, the cast, I'm pretty okay with watching this, I think. I think I'm I'm a more than more interested than not interested, I guess. I don't really care about the saga of Army of the Dead or the lore or expanded universe of Army of the Dead, but just a flat out movie coming out. Uh, I think I want to check it out. All right. All right. Aubrey, what about you? It doesn't have, from the trailer, it doesn't look like it has a lot of zombies in it. Uh, and it does have a kind of um, a romantic undertone to the story. So what did the trailer, how do you feel about the trailer? What does it look like to you? Um, I have mixed feelings because it looks like an action movie. But I've noticed that I like Netflix action movies more than I like action movies I have to see in the movies. And maybe that's because I have to go pay for those. And these ones I don't, so I grade them a little bit easier than if I had to waste my money on them. Um, So I'm cautiously optimistic. It looks okay. It looks interesting because I like kind of puzzles and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think that aspect of it might pique my interest, but who knows? Definitely not my genre. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. But, you know, it it is another heist movie, it looks like, without the... uh the nonstop CG madness of uh, Army of the Dead. So it might be a little bit more entertaining than that one. This one is co-written by Zack Snyder, so he definitely has his fingerprints in it. The guy that plays Dieter, the safecracker, he's also the director. Uh, so, you know, this is going to be very hands-on for him, too. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. It's like, it's Matthias and then a long German last name. And a girl from Game of Thrones Schweizover? is... That sounds good. Schwe- okay. Schweihofer? Yeah, I tried. <laughs> tried my best. You know. I'm <laughs> um, just looking at the cast. I don't know who the hell Naomi Nakai is, but I'm very interested in her character. <laughs> Boom. Inst- there you go. Uh, and a girl from Game of Thrones in uh, Fast and Furious is Natalie Emmanuel. That's her name. Um, so, yeah, it's coming out later on this year. So we'll probably be another Christmas thing. Maybe uh, we'll see on Netflix. All right, so that's it for trailers. And then the other bit of news uh, that happened is we had talked before about there being another Superman movie that J.J. Abrams was producing, and uh, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates was writing it. And uh, most likely they were they were guessing that this was going to be about uh, a black Superman, uh, not Idris Elba. Black Superman, baby. <laughs> black Superman, not Idris Elba. 
Um, but it turns out that uh, this week, Michael B. Jordan is developing his own uh, Black Superman story for HBO Max. Uh, and this one is going to be not about Clark Kent slash Kal-El. This one's going to be about Val Zod, which is a, a alternate universe version of Superman. So, yeah, Michael B. Jordan is just constantly championing the the black superheroes to the big screen. That's like his main one of his main goals in life. So uh, I I appreciate that. Black superheroes is something that I couldn't get enough of as a kid. So I'm glad that someone is leading the charge and uh, he's going to be producing it. They haven't said if he's going to star in it, but I'm I think it's safe to say he probably will be starring as Valzad. So, uh, yeah, what do you guys think of a uh, black Superman on HBO Max, a limited series on HBO Max? Uh, let's go back to Aubrey. Um, I'm probably not going to watch it. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Uh, well, I don't know, Aubrey. It could be cool. I mean, you like Michael B. Jordan. I mean, there's a 99.9% chance he's going to take a shirt off if he does play a black Superman. So that's that's good, right? Eh, it gets old. <laughs> That's it's right. not Tom Hardy. <laughs> seen one set of dynamite areola. You've seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joy. What about you, man? How do you feel about uh, a limited series on HBO Max featuring Val Zod? I have a lot of conflicting feelings about this. Um, right off the bat, you know, I, I hate black people, so it's <laughs> tough for me to watch. Um, no, I'm I'm fucking kidding. Um, well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, it gets me mad that now we have competing black Superman, um, things and no one wants to make an icon. movie, <laughs> Right. Cause he's standing right there. It's a DC property. That's like right there. It's right there. It's, it's not only is it a DC property, but it, it's a, it's a, it's a black character created by black people. <laughs> like, and it was a fucking awesome comic book. Like it's right there. <laughs> and if any of these don't do well, I feel like we'll never get that milestone stuff. I don't know why they're just don't want to touch it. Like static. Did you watch the static cartoon? Marcellus? I did. I did not, not both seasons or not all of the seasons, but I did watch. Um, I did watch some of each of the seasons. Yeah. The static cartoon was awesome. The static comic, a lot of that milestone stuff was awesome, but the static and icon books were really good. And it just seems like in this climate, at this time, like they can't make these movies. <laughs> and if they're going to make a static movie and, and shuffle it off to HBO Max, come on. Ah, I'm so pissed. Um, I like Val Zod as a character uh, when he appears in different stuff. Um, Michael B. Jordan is like the Gene Hackman of our generation. He's good in everything. <laughs> Um, so I, I don't worry when I see his name attached to something, I'm not worried about it. Uh, I know he's going to give it his all even without remorse, more like without being awake. Cause it was a boring as fucking movie. Uh, he was good in that. It was not that bad. Um, it was, no, it wasn't bad at all. It was just boring. Um, he was good. He's great in that. Like he's good. He's good in everything. So anything he's going to be in, you automatically want to sit up and take notice. Um, except for like five minutes of space jam, but <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Those were the best five minutes of Space Jam, <laughs> though, let me tell you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to see it. Sounds cool. It's weird for them to have a high profile actor like this want to be involved and then have a completely different project about the same topic with two other high profile creators involved. 
Why can't they just get them all on the same page and make the absolute very best black Superman movie they can? Like, well, DC is kind of scattered all over the place between the big budget movies, the CW shows, and then the HBO Max shows, um, and then coming soon the HBO Max movies. You know, DC kind of has their their fingers in a bunch of pies. It'd be kind of impossible for them to try to streamline it and get everybody together on the same page. I know. It just seems like this is would be a pretty important project mm. that if you have all these high-profile people interested in that topic, you could get them all together and work on one amazing movie instead of uh, two things that might not hit. So I don't know. But maybe they can't. Maybe it's too many, too many cooks in the kitchen. I don't know. But So, yeah. I mean, obviously, I want to see it. Love Michael B. Jordan. Falzad's a cool character. Uh, but I have those reservations, uh, and I again don't ever trust DC with anything. Got to warn a brother. So, <laughs> well, to be fair, they haven't really said what the J.J. Abrams produce um, Ta-Nehisi Coates story is. They said it's a Superman movie, but it could very well be a a uh, an icon movie. That's true. Um, you know, they're not going to put all of the cards on the table just yet. Uh, so they could be developing an icon movie. Oh, uh, my God. I'd be there day one. <laughs> uh, there's still room to bring back a traditional Superman movie, um, especially with the su- success of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And, you know, a black Superman movie, like a like a regular Val's Zod story might be. Uh, it might be better suited for a limited series on HBO Max. So, you know, nothing's really set in stone. Um, you know, they could be developing three completely separate Superman type stories. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. But this one I'm excited about because they this one they kind of made more official. Michael B. Jordan, Val Zod, HBO Max limited series. So that's pretty cool. And he's still he's still producing the Static Shock movie, too. All right. And then uh, speaking uh, really quickly of HBO Max, they are moving forward on that Batgirl movie. Uh, It's not going to be theatrical. It's going to be one of the big superhero movies, uh, not a limited series, an actual film. But it's going to be debuting on HBO Max. And they cast Leslie Grace as Barbara Gordon. Uh, Leslie Grace, who you might remember from In the Heights uh, a little while ago. She's actually a singer, too. She's released like she's been Grammy nominated like multiple times. But uh, yeah, we're getting a, a Latina bad girl in the first movie, in a in the first big superhero HBO Max movie. So uh, yeah, you guys have any thoughts on Leslie Grace playing Barbara Gordon? Let's go back to Aubrey. No, <laughs> Aubrey, did you see it in the Heights? I did. Okay, All right, do you remember? You remember her? Nope. She was the daughter that uh, left school. Jimmy Smith was her dad. Oh yeah. Eh. <laughs> All right, Joy. What about you? Um, I don't remember even who she was in, in the Heights, even when they were putting pictures in the article headers of I, her from in the Heights next to like a drawing of Batgirl. I was still like, who, who was that? I literally just said who she was. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just saying like, I, I it never like, I couldn't figure out who it was. I guess that's more of a failure of in the Heights than it has anything to do with her. Oh um, I remember her being cute and, um, I don't remember much else about in the Heights other than it was boring. So, <laughs> Uh, sure. Cool. Um, my concerns about a Batgirl movie have more to do with a script, a director, and um, you know how it even makes sense to have a Batgirl movie that's not tied into any Batman things. And I don't know. There's a lot. It's again, it's DC. There's a lot of moving parts here. I, I just hope it's good because I know we're going to watch it regardless <laughs> when it comes out. So hopefully it's entertaining and good. Um, I don't really care who plays Batgirl. I don't have any attachment to the character. 
in that way. Um, but yeah, let's, let's just, let's go, man. Just get it, get it made. Let, let's, let's have it happen. They haven't announced anything else about this. Have they though? Is there a director or anything for this? Uh, not a director, but it is still based on the Christina Hodson script from a while ago who sh- she wrote, uh, okay. the Bumblebee movie and, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. And birds of prey, but you know, <laughs> mm. well, she's, you know, 50, 50, I guess. <laughs> exactly. 50% of the time she makes a great movie every time. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, there's so many moving parts, just who's playing it. She seems fine for me in the role, but I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's so hard to get excited about this stuff. It's like the anti Marvel, like like Marvel announces stupid as shit. And even Eternals, which sounds stupid and has a pretty shitty trailer. Yep. It's still like, eh, it's Marvel. It'll be fine. You know? Whereas DC is like, oh, check this out. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> They'd be like free blowjobs with every subscription to HBO Max. And you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully it's good. That's all I can say. Hopefully. Be a hell of a promotion, though. I I, <laughs> I have faith. I know they've been, they've been holding on to the script for a while. So I have faith in it. Um, and then like uh, just two really quick notes. Uh, we do have the name of the new Jordan Peele horror movie that's coming out. Uh, it will be debuting a year from now, uh, July of 2022, and it's called Nope, N-O-P-E, which is great. It's a great title. I'm very I'm very excited to see what this is. Um, Daniel Kaluuya. It better be fucking good. It better be good, or there's going to be so many fucking jokes about that title. <laughs> <laughs> Should you go see this movie? Nope. Nope. <laughs> is this a good movie? Nope. <laughs> Did Jordan Peele knock it out of the park again? Nope. Nope. Oh man. Sorry, Jordan. I'm Jordan. I have faith in him. Yeah. I have faith in him. Academy Award have... winner, Jordan Peele. I really liked us. Aubrey, did you watch us? Were you on that episode? No. It terrifying. <laughs> nope. Okay, yeah, it's not it's not a movie for you. Um I really liked us. It was high concept and the concept falls apart if you even think about it for more than like thirty seconds. But I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Just obviously the trailers gave me anxiety. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Get Out was awesome. So for me, he's two for two. Uh, I I feel like as a creator, for him, no matter what he's going to do, it's almost like old M. Night Shyamalan. Not old, but old (laughs) M. Night Shyamalan, where if he announces a project with like barely any notice but his name on it, you just sit up and go, okay, I want to check that out. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at right now with him. Maybe if he makes like five or six movies that suck ass in a row, like Lady in the Water 2 or something. we won't be at that level, but man, this looks like it's going to be interesting at the very least. And Glenn from The Walking Dead is third build from the top. God bless him. Good job for that guy. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say that Academy Award nominated actor Stephen Yun uh, right. is back in it. So, yeah, I'm psyched about that. Uh, and then some uh, depressing news just for me, not for anyone else. Um, we announced before that the Russo brothers were going to be bringing to the big screen uh old cartoon that I used to love, Battle of the Planets. Um, some people might know it as G-Force. Uh, but yeah, the Russo brothers are making a Battle of the Planets movie, and they hired a writer, uh, Daniel Casey, the guy that wrote F9. So uh, immediately, <laughs> immediately my heart sank to the bottom. Because, you know, you can talk, you can say whatever you want about the Fast and the Furious franchise. The F9 is easily the worst written one out of all of them. So, yeah, I'm psyched that we're getting a Battle of the Planets movie. I am 
super sad that the guy that wrote F9 is going to be the one to set up this universe because there's going to be movies, TV shows, comic books, all types of spinoffs. And a guy that is in charge of that just delivered one of the worst movies of the year. So, uh, <laughs> fuck. Very disappointed. I love Battle of the Planets. Um, that's not good news at all. <laughs> <laughs> nope. All right. So, uh, so, yeah, that's it. That's all I got for the news. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll come back and talk about Loki from Disney+. Plus. Hi, I'm Karina Gantis, host of Behind the Pen podcast. Anyone who works with a pen can be a guest. I've had film and movie stars on the show, award-winning directors, authors, musicians from all over the world. You can find Behind the Pen on my YouTube show under my channel, Karina Gantis, and you can find the audio podcast on Anchor or look for Behind the Pen on Spotify, Google Play, and all the other great podcast platforms. I know nothing about my guest, so as we chat, we soon learn who is Behind the Pen. And we are back. All right, guys, we gave you an extra week to get caught up and ready. And now we are going to review Loki, latest streaming series from Marvel Studios on Disney Plus. As always, we'll start non-spoiler, give our impressions, and then we will drop the drop spoiling the movie or TV show. So you'll know to bounce if you haven't seen it yet. So to get started, what did you think of the full season of Loki, Marcellus Reagan's? I, I'll be honest, uh, it did not grab me right away. Um, it's definitely one of those weird shows, a lot like WandaVision, um, but it didn't really hook me from the very beginning. Um, and actually through each episode, through one through five, I was like, yeah, it's it's interesting, but you know, there's nothing, you know, other than Tom Hiddleston's performance, there's nothing that I was like really, really concrete about it. And then the last episode where they put all the cards on the table and had everything kind of make sense. That's when it became like one of, uh, that's when it became an awesome show for me. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say if you're, you know, if you're worried about it, the last episode kind of clears everything up. Okay. So that's kind of a, more of a, sounds like a thumbs in the middle for me. It's a, it's a thumbs up, but barely, <laughs> it, okay. it barely got All it. right. All right. Uh, Aubrey, how about you? This was, it, it's very complex. Um, like Mark said, I think that it, it started off really slow. It was really hard for me to get into cause Loki is just, I'm not attached to him like most people are. And so to watch a show completely dedicated to him, I was like, who, who the fuck cares? And I think I said that when they announced that they were going to do a Loki show, like who the fuck cares? So it was, it was kind of tough to get into. I'm not saying I disliked it, uh, but I probably won't watch it again. It's mm -hmm. you, you have to pay attention to the entire show mm -hmm. in order to not get lost. And even then I could see how somebody would get lost if they're not privy to multiverse stuff. So it's a very complex idea. All right. Well, uh, for me, I really, really liked it. But I will agree with both of you that the first few episodes were rough and I was not feeling it at all through maybe episode one and two. Um, it really started to click around episode three and 
straight through to the end for me. So those last, I want to say four episodes were, were great. Um, and yeah, I, mean, I think, you know, polling my family, we all watch these together every week as they drop, um, polling everybody. Uh, I think Loki is everybody's favorite, uh, out of the three series so far. And we'll get to that on our own in a little bit, but, um, out of my wife and two kids, they all seem to like Loki the best. I just think it ended really strong. Um, and I really enjoyed it and I like where it sets up us to leave off in the MCU. But that all being said, there's no way to discuss this show without spoiling it. So we got to drop the drop and we got to spoil Loki. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right. So I've got some questions for you guys, but we're going to go with our normal way first and we're going to go with our likes. So Aubrey, what are some things you liked about the TV show? I liked the aesthetics of it. It was very like 70s kind of feel to it. And I really did like that. It kind of reminded me of Life on Mars. And that's hands down one of my favorite shows, even though it's one season. So I did like that. I did like the multiverse stuff. I liked that it was complicated um, in a sense. It had a lot to it. Uh, so I did enjoy that. I enjoyed the characters in the show. I enjoyed all the the cast was great. So I did like that. What did you think of Owen Wilson in it? Uh, he did a pretty good job, actually. I thought he was going to be really annoying and stupid, but he was actually really fine. Cool. All right, Mark Ellis, what about you? Yeah, I was going to say that was one of the things that I liked about it, too. When they cast Owen Wilson, I'm like, ah, oh, really? You're gonna, we're going to get this guy in the MCU? But he was, even though he didn't really do anything like completely out of his wheelhouse, he was pretty much Owen Wilson, but he fit. He's a really good actor. He did a really good job. So I, I really liked him. Uh, I really liked... Um, Gugu Mbatha Ra as the uh, the judge thought she was awesome. Anytime she shows up in anything, I'm 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 all about it. Uh, <laughs> I like the I like the visual style of it. I thought that that the way that uh, it's shot, that kind of soft filter, I thought was really cool. And they filmed a lot of it in uh, the TVA offices. Filmed a lot in the Marriott Hotel in uh, downtown Atlanta. So everyone that goes to Dragon Con and parties at Dragon Con instantly knows that building like there's <laughs> the meme of leonardo dicaprio like pointing to the tv screen that happened for about seventy thousand people uh when they showed that uh when they showed that office so uh yeah dragon con is going to be filled with loki variants this year i know it yeah and i and i like the way like i i said before the first like few episodes were tough to get into but as you get to like the the fifth uh introducing all of the other lokis i thought was awesome and then the sixth episode the way it ends uh, is just like it, it, it made the whole thing like worth it. You know, it's a, it, it, the lesson that they taught at the, the very last episode, especially between the two Lokis or, uh, Loki and Sylvie, like their kind of, um, their impasse that they came to at the end of the, of uh, the, the last episode, I thought was just excellent story writing. But unfortunately, you have to watch the other episodes to get to that point. Uh, but I thought that was really cool. And I also love that uh, Lady Sif made an appearance. It was good to see her again because, um, you know, no one really knows what happened to her. Oh, um, oh, and I forgot the the other agent's name. Um, the lady from a Lovecraft country that plays the uh, the big security guard that was always chasing uh, Loki around. I thought she was awesome, too. She is fantastic. And she had a really good emotional scene towards the end of the show. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I thought her performance was really, really good. Um, but, yeah, I thought the performances are amazing. I thought the writing 
is good, but you don't really appreciate it, or at least I didn't really appreciate it until the very last episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm kind of with both you guys with the uh, beginning of it. Um, it was rough, man. Those first two episodes, I think for us were rough. I know Colin was just like, this is kind of boring. Um, and it didn't even have really like a WandaVision vibe where it was weird and not what you were expecting, but you knew there was something else going on. Um, we didn't know really what else was going on with those first couple episodes. And it was just kind of like, is this all there is to this? Mm -hmm. Is this what this is? It was kind of like, ugh. and, the um, the set for that, um, Walmart they were at was really like kind of lame. And I was just like, what is this? They like not spend any money on this. Like what's going on here? Um, but yeah, it definitely turned around. I think the third episode when him and Sylvie are on the rock planet that's exploding, really turned around the series for me at least. And then I can go back and look at the first couple episodes where I was kind of like put off or not really understanding what I was seeing. And it fits all into the pieces of the puzzle. Yep. So then it makes it a much better series retroactively having seen all of that. Um, I agree with you guys performance wise. There's a lot of great stuff here. Uh, Owen Wilson uh, really surprised me because I was with you guys when he was cast. I was like, Oh, give me a break. Uh, it sucks. I was really happy they uh, did not include a wow joke. <laughs> I'm surprised I he appreciated did. that. I'm surprised he didn't work one in himself. Yeah, no, I appreciated that. They didn't bow to internet pressure and do that. Um, yeah, I thought he was really good in it. I liked um, Sylvie is great in this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me personally, but um, cute English girls with accents. It's like must be my poison or something because, man, she's hot. <laughs> I was feeling it. I'm like, oh, man. I like I like mischief. <laughs> I would totally make out myself if myself looked like that. Let me tell you. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just I really enjoyed it. And by the end, I was all I was 100 percent in. I was all bought in and I felt like it had far reaching consequences for the universe overall, but still didn't. And I'll get into that in a second. But. Um, yeah, I, I just, I just really enjoyed watching it. Like everything was cool. I really liked those extra Lokis pretty much everything from that third episode on. I was, I was all in on, so man, that was, it was good, but there's gotta be things you don't like in these things. So Marcellus, was there things you didn't like about Loki? You know, there wasn't anything that really threw me out. I thought like the second and probably the, the third episode, I thought it was just a, a little bit boring. You know, I was really waiting to see like what it all meant. Um, but I agree with you. The show works retroactively. Like once you know how the pe the puzzle pieces fall, if you go back and watch it from the beginning, it all kind of makes sense. But the journey to get through those get through those pieces, it's a little uh, it's not that exciting. Um, thank God for the good performances. So yeah, the only thing I really didn't like was just kind of the pacing of um the first like four episodes. Mm -hmm. All right, Aubrey, what about you? Is there things you didn't like about Loki? As much as I enjoyed that it was complex, I also didn't enjoy that it was complex because mm -hmm. it's hard to maintain, like, it's hard to care about it when it's so complex. If I didn't have to watch it for the show, I don't even know when I would have finished this because I would have been like, man, this requires too much of my attention to watch <laughs> and too much brain power. And I just don't, I don't have time to be bothered with that. So if I didn't have to watch it, I don't know if I would have finished it. And I could see it not being successful with other people because of that and because it requires you to really just 
trust that it's going to work out because the beginning episodes really suck. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so a few weeks ago I was on both our show and man, it might've been, I was on like 5 million podcasts in the last two weeks. So I'm like having trouble remembering what I was on where, but when I was on superhero speak, I had talked about the fact that the MCU TV shows, as much as we all love them, are not much different from how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are in that it doesn't technically affect the movies. So, like, these mm-hmm. still feel like they're way more hashtag it's all connected than the other stuff. But at the end of the day, if you only watched the movies and didn't watch Falcon Winter Soldier, Sam gets the S.H.I.E.L.D. in Endgame, shows up in Captain America 4 as Captain America with a new costume, and you didn't miss anything. Right. So as much as I love Loki and I really liked um, the introduction of Kang and we'll get into that in a minute. But if you don't know anything about this TV show and he shows up as the villain in something, it's a quote unquote different version of him. So you still it's still superfluous. (laughs) Like you're not going to have missed out on anything. So I still don't feel like these shows are 100 percent like must watch for MCU and it hurts my heart a little bit because I loved agents of shield and people treated it like shit for so long because <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not really connected. It's not connected, but these shows aren't really connected either. And they're not like required viewing, but it's okay because they're better shows and they are better shows. Let's not get it twisted. But so it hurts my heart a little bit for agents of shield. But <laughs> just want to say, on the record, season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the single best season of any superhero comic book television show ever made. Watch it on Disney+. Plus. Anyway, um, things I didn't like. I mean, I think the pacing in those first few episodes is a little rough. Um, there's a lot of talky-talky and not a lot of walky-walky. And like I said, it does retroactively fit in and make a lot more sense. I think if I watched it again, I would enjoy it a lot more. Other than that, there really isn't much to dislike in the show so I, I don't really have much to dislike in the show, but thankfully we don't have to end because I have questions. <laughs> I have a, I have a, I have a question too, before, before you start. Uh, okay. Real quick. How did you feel about Jonathan Majors appearing on the last episode? Cause I, I know you've gone on record saying that they're not going to introduce a big movie bad in the TV show. Like Kang is not going to be walking didn't. through that door. I know. And technically they didn't, but they got the big movie actor to be in the TV show. Um, I thought his performance, everything about him was fucking awesome. I loved it. I love, 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 loved it. He was so, he was fucking fantastic and just like diabolical to where like he didn't give a fuck what they were going to do because he knew what they were going to do anyway. And it's just so, he was so cool and calm and collected. It's like, I loved him in that. Um, but again, if he shows up for the first time as Kang invading the timelines in Ant-Man three, and you didn't know that his original self was killed, unleashing all these evil Kangs and it's fine. You're not really missing out on anything. Right. 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 And, and Marvel definitely has designed it that way. So that if you don't have Disney plus and you just want to watch the movies, you won't be completely, completely lost. But, the question is, how do you feel about Marvel introducing their big budget movie star in their TV show? It's fine with me. <laughs> I'm going to watch everything. So. <laughs> all right. All right. So 
so yeah, so w- with them being able to do that, that, I definitely feel like they having Jonathan Majors come in on the last episode of the TV show means that there's a possibility that more big movie stars could make appearances on the TV shows. That's all I'm saying. Okay. No, it, and it's fine. I just, I think people have to temper expectations. Like you're not going to get Chris Evans and Tony and um, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. in the first episode of Moon Knight. <laughs> but, you know, you may see other people show up and other things that'll touch on other things. So um, it's fine. I just, I thought it was awesome. I thought Kang was awesome in this, but let's get to some questions. First off, let's rank them. There's been three MCU television shows on Disney plus so far. Aubrey, Three to one, three being the worst and one being the best. What's your ranking of the shows? Um, Falcon Winter Soldier at number three, Loki at number two, WandaVision at number one. All right, Markellis. Oh, that's tough because there are three completely different types of animals. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier one, WandaVision two, Loki three. Oh, all right. Well, I am Falcon Winter Soldier at three. And I actually really liked that. I just felt it kind of got muddled a bit because of COVID reshoots. Um, Loki at number two. And in all honesty, I would probably have Loki at number one. But I got to have WandaVision at number one for my girl, Elizabeth Olsen. So sorry, guys. WandaVision number one. That's right. If you're going to base your opinion on one actress wearing a a magic outfit (laughs) as opposed to like uh, the qualities of the other shows, that's fine. (laughs) Hey, you know what? If uh, self Selvietta ran a magic show, this, you know, <laughs> maybe there's a variant of her out there looking real hot in a magic show. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So at the end of the sixth episode, there's a big choice that has to be made as to whether they're going to stay at the TVA and run it for, quote unquote, he who remains or Kang and let him stick around or if they're going to kill him and allow allegedly hundreds of variants of him to run into the timeline and cause a multiversal war. Um, Sylvie decides to kill him and doesn't trust Loki. Do you agree or disagree with her choice, Mark Ellis? That's tough. Um, and again, that was like the writing that I was talking about. Um, it really, you can really appreciate that when it gets to that point, but only by dealing with the other boring episodes. I don't know. I, I, it, it depends on whose side you want. I, I Obviously, I want to be on Loki's side because he's the character that we've been with the most. So if he feels that maybe they should be running the TVA, you know, I, I would agree with that. But Sylvie was on her revenge kick and, you know, she had to do what she had to do. So I don't know. I think the probably the better solution would be uh, the the devil you know is better than the, the devil you don't know. So I would I would have agreed with Loki. All right. Aubrey, what about you? Um, if I was in that position, I would have said, you know what, this is way above my pay grade. <laughs> just, uh, just just send me back to the void. <laughs> yeah, whatever you do is on you. I don't live enough to be able to make this decision. <laughs> All right. Um, it's tough. I feel like as viewers, we know that she's making the wrong choice. Yep. But she doesn't know that she's making the wrong choice. Like to her, it's the right choice. Um, but what is the right choice? And that's what you go back to, Markel. So the writing is fantastic in this. Like, because do they really want to just run the TVA, the two of them, and be going through killing variants or dumping them into a trash bucket for a monster cloud to eat? Um, that's not great either. So there's not really a right or wrong choice to it, I guess. 
if it was up to me, I'd probably do what she did and just say, fuck it and kill him. Right. <laughs> Cause fuck it. <laughs> You're fucked either way. So who cares? Um, I'm always going to side with a hot chick either way. So, you know. <laughs> all right. So what do you guys think about Kang going forward? Um, Aubrey, did you really like his appearance in the last episode? And what do you think is going to be his shtick going forward? I don't know if I really like him in that episode because I'm used to him in Lego Marvel superheroes too. And uh, he's annoying in that. And he's just like the whole time he's over the loudspeaker going Kang, 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 Kang. So I'm like, <laughs> this way, I don't know if we got enough of him for me, me to really have a, too much of an opinion of him. So I don't know. All I right, think Mark. the next one's going to be annoying. <laughs> Mark Ellis, what about you? Uh, I thought he was amazing. I thought his performance was amazing. Um, I do like that this is the uh, this is the introduction, and we haven't really seen what the what his variants are going to be capable of. Uh, I'm not really familiar with him as a character in a comic book, so this is all going to be new to me. If he shows up, you know, fifty feet tall with a purple face, I'm I'm fine with that. I'll take that. Um, I'm hoping that they'll that he'll get to play variants of himself. I'm, like I'm hoping there's uh, different versions of this character and also maybe a kid version and an alligator version. All right. Well, um, I really liked him in that last episode. I really liked the performance and the, just the way he was and just always seemed like one step ahead of them, no matter what, just fucking great, man. I thought he, he knocked it out of the fucking park. Um, I just, I don't know where they go with it from here. Obviously we're going to have tons of, uh, Kangs invading the timelines, and we'll see where that happens from here. Um, he should be the big bad for the next phase or phase five or whatever they want to do. Um, I don't know if we're going to get him in Young Avengers because I was thinking about this and I talked to this about to you guys a little bit too. Is that they have an Ironheart series that's cast and I think has most crew working on it at this point, and it would be real easy to slide her in. Uh, to the Iron Lad role in Young Avengers. Uh, in Young Avengers, Iron Lad is actually a teenage version of Kang that came back to form a group of Avengers to fight <laughs> Kang. Um, so maybe she could be some sort of variant of him. Yeah. Since we've already got, you know what I mean? We already have one uh, teenage black superhero in, in Iron Man armor. We don't need a second one to make her less important. We could just kind of slide her into that role. Um that would be interesting to see going forward. I just hope he's going to be the big bad. I don't want him to show up in uh, Iron Man 3 and get stomped on by Giant Man or something or thrown in a toilet <laughs> or something, and then we never see him again. It seems like a lot of buildup to something really cool could be going down. Um, hopefully, he's part of it. So yeah, I, I have a feeling he's going to be popping up in every post-credit scene, like moving forward. Like whatever the end of the whatever the post-credit scene at the at the end of each Marvel movie is, there'll be a version. Of Kang probably leading to the big bad version of Kang, I'm guessing. Well, I hope so. It seems like we have two competing uh, overarch stories going on with uh, Elaine from Seinfeld assembling the Dark Avengers mm -hmm. and now the multiverse imploding. So um, hopefully one or two of those will keep on their uh, on their path. But Aubrey, what was your favorite Loki variant in the show? The alligator. <laughs> yeah. Mark Hallis, is there any other choice than that one, to be real? No, no. I mean, um, what's his name? Richard E. Grant is a close second. But uh, Alligator Loki, is uh, he's the star of that, the variants. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you guys. The alligator was probably my favorite one because it, it implies an entire universe of different animal uh, adventures. <laughs> It'd be interesting. Uh, Captain America. Yeah, cat, Captain America, cat, you know, uh, spider <laughs> ham. So hey, they did show there's, there's uh, lots of, they did show Thor frog for a quick second on there. That's right. Frog Thor was in there. So yeah. I liked all I liked all those variants though. I, I did like them. They were funny. Um I loved uh, Richard Grant, old Loki, you know, kid Loki was good. And I'm again going back to Young Avengers. I mean, I think we've got almost all of them cast at this point. So I'd be really happy to see him come back for that. Um really the only <laughs> one we haven't seen do anything is Patriot. All he did was answer the door in Falcon Winter Soldier a couple of times. So hopefully they don't fuck that up. But well you you kinda need I mean if if everyone's already established, it'd be cool to have that one character that hasn't quite that needs to be introduced to everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. One one character has to learn who everyone is and then eventually he gets his shield or whatever. So yeah, I think that'd be a, a cool way to set him up. Yeah, I just that's one of my favorite more modern Marvel characters, and I really hope they don't fuck it up. So <laughs> But that is it. Those are my Loki questions. So, guys, we got to score it on a score. Zero to five. Five being the best. Zero being the worst. Aubrey, what do you have for Loki? Um, I'm going to give it a three and a half. All right. Mark Ellis, what about you? Uh, before I give my score, I just want to say real quick, there was a video that came out a little while ago that synced up the end of WandaVision with the end of uh, Loki, uh, the end scene of Loki. And that, when I saw that scene, it blew my mind. I don't know if the, I'm going to assume that they, that's what they, they set it up for. So after seeing that scene, I'm giving this a four out of five, uh, before it would have been right, right where Aubrey said about 3.5, but seeing them tie WandaVision and Loki together so seamlessly, if that, if that's the case, then yeah, that's, it's an amazing uh, feat of storytelling. And if you, um, if you check out the documentary about the making of Loki on Disney Plus, that gets a five out of five. It's fucking fantastic. Nice. I'm planning on watching that tonight as we speak. All right. Well, I'm going to go with a four out of five. I really liked it. I just want to watch it again and I won't have the time to do so. So I think if I sat down and rewatched all six episodes again, I might even bump it up to a five. I just felt like that slog of the first couple episodes was a little much for me. Uh, and it also depends on what this affects going forward um, and what season two is going to be. Um, if season two is just as good as the last part of this season, um, you know, it could make season one even better. So here's to more uh, Sylvie and more Loki and more uh, Kang, more Kangs, lots of Kangs coming. Well, normally we would do recommendations now, but because we're reviewing Loki, I put this out to you guys. Aubrey, in your life, what is your Nexus event? Um, there were plenty of opportunities for me to go away to school, and a lot of things happened to where I couldn't. So I would say if I ended up going away to school, I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am at the moment. And if you never worked at GameStop, you wouldn't be here talking to us right now. Exactly. And that was my second job at the time. Yikes. <laughs> All right, Mark Ellis, what about you? Uh, so my Nexus event. So I uh, I grew up in Chicago uh, before I moved to uh, here, Massachusetts. And uh, every summer, you know, I had like my group of friends and then, you know, nose into movies and comic books most of the time. But there was this one girl that I was totally in love with. And uh, as I, you know, she would disappear for the summer 
for summer camp, but dude, she would come back. And in one year, I'm like, oh my God, when she comes back from summer camp this year, I'm just going to confess my love to her because I just think she's absolutely adorable. I think I'm, I'm like 13 at the time. And that summer is the summer my parents were like, hey, we're moving to Massachusetts. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, there's a version of me that got to live with her happily ever after in Chicago, but instead uh, I'm in Massachusetts doing this podcast with you, you fine folks. It's that better than so uh, it's better than being with the girl of your dreams. Come on, <laughs> it's, it's much better. It's much better. Girl of Mark's dreams, if you're out there, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, Mark's huge in Romania. Shout out to Romania, by the way. Anyway, my Nexus event is every time somebody goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week, links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's movie reviews, there's comic reviews, there's so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast where you can check out hours of free exclusive content that's supplemental to the show, interviews, reviews, movie trailer reactions, unboxing, so much more at our YouTube channel. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash so is our podcast. It is hard to do this without being able to breathe through your nose, let me tell you. Uh, patreon.com backslash so is our podcast. There's monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content coming up this month it's the only place to hear our review of snake eyes colon gi joe origins and more all right my next event very simple very easy if you guys know me if you've listened to this show or even on a personal level you know very simple what it is uh the summer before my senior year of high school i was supposed to take spanish four i had taken spanish for three years let me tell you what three years of spanish and living in Hoyoke, massachusetts which has the second largest population of puerto rican people <laughs> in the world other than puerto rico has taught me how to count to 10 how to swear and how to talk about the airport um so i didn't want to take spanish for and i begged and begged and begged my mom please 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 switch me into this other class because my friends are in this class um, and it was media, which was basically writing articles for the school newspaper. It's a nothing like fluff class, like pfft, easy A. Um, but she agreed, went to the school with me during that summer and let me switch to media class instead of Spanish. That class, my friends, is where I met my wife. <laughs> of course. So if I did not switch out of Spanish... I may be able to speak more Spanish, but I probably would also still be a virgin right now. So, and I'd be pretty unhappy. So that is my Nexus event. I mean, there's just so many things in people's lives. When you think back to it, like Aubrey, like I said, like if you didn't work at GameStop, I wouldn't have met you. We wouldn't be here right now. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I didn't go to HCC and do college radio and meet Jeff Carter and then become his friend on Facebook and then listen to his podcast we wouldn't be sitting here right now <laughs> right yeah this is all jeff carter's fault i, I remember that it every is. day it is every time you're editing every week and not doing anything fun just remember whose fault it is Martin. it's just me cursing up to the sky jeff carter damn it damn you <laughs> send send the snyder bros after him <laughs> but that is it my friends that is gonna do it for episode number 364 of the so wizard podcast I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. So long, and thanks for all the fish. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Riggins. For all times, always. Uh, Wakanda forever. Everybody have a good week. 
We'll see you guys next week as we talk about finally the release of Jungle Cruise. (laughs) I can't even say that with a straight face. I'm sorry. (laughs) But we'll be reviewing it next week on the podcast. And we'll see you guys then. Good journey. Good journey.